0: Good morning, good day, good evening, good night, whatever time it is you're joining us again for another podcast episode of Beyond the Scrubs, second installment for this new podcast after First Aid Basics. Um, I'm your host, Jay. I do apologize, there were some technical difficulties over the last couple of weeks, so really hard to pump out uh, this episode, but here we are, and I'm glad you joined us again. So this podcast episode, we're focusing on all things nursing. In um, the fact of education, countries. I won't go into pay and benefits because that does vary from country to country, and even company to company, or regional health authority to regional health authority. So everything does uh, is a bit different, and especially if you're unionized or non-unionized, and. Um, so there is a big gap in some of the pay for uh, those industries. So let's just dive right in. Not starting in any particular order, but I have to start somewhere. So um, on what I call the uh, the beginning of the nursing rung of a ladder, we're going to go with um, terms like personal care worker, personal care assistant, uh, maybe Orderly, if that's still a thing in your country or region, here in Canada, orderlies are not. uh, It's it's not a profession as it once was. Uh, An orderly was a cross between a a personal care attendant and a transport patient transport person, and those have now actually separated into two different entities. Um, The portering service per se is um, a group of semi-skilled uh, people who they're on call while they're at the hospital to transport patients f- from um, usually inpatients from maybe their uh, hospital room to a diagnostic or to a procedure and then back again once they're uh, ready to go back to their hospital room so that they are not classified as a nursing role but back in the days when there were orderlies, so that was kind of a combination So the personal care attendant, personal care worker uh, in the States, I believe they're called CNA, Certified Nursing Assistants. Um, And some places there may be something called award aid. Now that is where I've worked in Canada. Award aid is not in the nursing role at all. They have some patient care um, duties, but their role is, from what I've experienced, has been more of a uh, supportive role For supplies and stocking and and things like that. So a personal care worker, personal care attendant, certified nursing assistant, whatever your term that you use in your country of origin or that you're working in right now. um, Semi-skilled, training can be anywhere from three months to a a year depending on where you work and the requirements that you have for your job duties. They um, do a lot of the personal care for the patient or for the residents depending on your work environment their role is and i've compared this before to uh, other pcas i've worked with there's a hierarchy in nursing and there always has been and there probably always will be uh, i consider the personal care worker or the personal care attendant uh, to be the backbone because without them uh, the uh, licensed practical nurses and the registered nurses would not be able to do their jobs um, in a timely manner. So the PCA or CNA, their role is very important. It is a very uh, physically demanding role at times. Uh, they do a lot of the bathing. Uh, they may feed the, the, uh, the residents or the patients depending on um, the need of that time they provide a lot of emotional support they are these uh, professions as uh, as personal care workers uh, certified nursing assistants these professions are vital because as a uh, as a licensed nurse myself they are the first point of contact if they spot something out of the ordinary whether it's a blemish on the skin or uh, the beginnings of a bed sore so, they are very, very vital in reporting uh, anything out of the ordinary to the direct nursing staff. Now, the direct nursing staff could be a licensed practical nurse or in um, the Commonwealth countries such as Great Britain and Australia, they are called enrolled nurses and their training is very similar to that of a licensed practical nurse. So, next on the ladder is a licensed practical nurse. Um, they do a lot of the basic and intermediate uh, level of care for patients and residents. Um, It's been long known that licensed practical nurses uh, do wind up or can wind up working a good bit of their career in long-term care. And I'll get to to the whys in a moment. Training for a licensed practical nurse or an enrolled nurse for uh, Great Britain and Australia can be anywhere from 18 months to 24 months. They have basic uh, anatomy and physiology training. They have medical surgical training and experience. Uh, my personal experience uh, in my, uh, my uh, practical nursing program was um, two to three rotations on a mid-surg ward. Uh, I got to spend some time in the operating room. justifying that by saying it wasn't just the operating room. It was the patient I was assigned to. It was admission, pre-op. I, I followed this person all the way through and um, this patient became mine after pre, uh, post-op care was done and uh, it was uh, this, this person was an orthopedic patient. So I assisted physiotherapy with his exercises and um, eventually as this person got well, I did the discharge summary on this on this gentleman as a, as a nursing student. So um, licensed practical nurses work in all different fields. I personally have worked long-term care, acute care, clinic based and community nursing. So in um, within that area, my uh, personal training, has grown by leaps and bounds uh, from this time I started when I graduated in, in the 90s to uh, the last couple of years of my career. Um, I took advanced courses for uh, IV insertion and then um, IV uh, medication administration. That meant that was a little bit more education piece because uh, the base role for our training was oral uh, intramuscular sub. Um, sub-q injections and rectal um, medications so the IV portion was an advanced training and uh, I do believe now as of the last four to six years that is a part of the core training if, uh, for people that are looking at the practical nursing aspect or the enrolled nursing now when I did the research for the enrolled nursing Um, for both Great Britain and Australia, I did find that that was a a postgraduate program for those who are interested in doing the IV uh, medication and the IV course. In saying that um, the licensed practical nurse has responsibilities, our role, we weren't just accountable to the registered nurse or the physician on duty we were responsible for our own duties and actions so we did work unto- autonomously as well as collaboratively with other nursing staff and other healthcare care staff uh, we received doctors' orders we transcribed orders we um, contacted a physician for our patients if need be and so there' the, the for those who were curious about nursing but do not want to invest four years of university just to figure out it wasn't for them uh, there's a couple of routes you can always try the enrolled or the practical nursing program um, if you want to get your uh, kind of see what's out there but not maybe do a nursing role there's always the CNA or PCA program um, and in the US because uh, as I was researching this the US still offers the RN diploma program where Canada Great Britain Australia have opted to just have the Bachelor of Nursing. So the that changed in the in the mid 90s here in Canada, and those uh, diploma RNs that graduated were grandfathered in. And since uh, I want to say the late 90s, early 2000s, um, it was uh, it was very much a two-stream system: practical nursing or the Bachelor of Nursing. Now. The US, like I said, still has the offers the diploma of nursing. It's a two year program. And uh, from the research I saw, they are highly encouraged to go on and bridge into their Bachelor of Nursing. The practical nurses are also uh, encouraged, if they so desire, to do the RN diploma and then go on to the bridging of the BN. So I find the US model of nursing very collaborative in continuing their education. Uh, Not to say that other countries don't, it's just uh, the research I did for the licensed practical nurse to the Bachelor of Nursing, it wasn't as uh, user friendly, let's just put it that way. Uh, If one decided to do that, you either had to uh, go full time to do the BN program, or there were options for distance learning uh, throughout Canada and still work as a licensed practical nurse um, in your home province, and and then go to um, do your clinicals outside where where the uh, online learning was offered in the home province. So which brings us to the Bachelor of Nursing. This is a four-year Bachelor of Nursing. It can be either a, a BN or a BSN, and they still have the same recognition after the four years of university. This training obviously is is more involved the responsibilities are higher um, and thus the pay would be higher. The first two years of of a BN program are anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, um, pharmacology, um, some of the basics and I found that the uh, depending on the University. There are some universities that the Bachelor of Nursing do not start their clinicals to the end of the second year. There is a couple of universities I've researched that start their clinicals at the end of the first year. Um, Now backing up to the practical nursing program, how the program I attended uh, over 25 years ago, they ran their program in blocks. So if we did Uh, all of our theory-based, like anatomy and physiology and pharmacology, we did all that theory-based. Then we would go to the lab to do some of the theory that we learned about bed bathing, uh, vital signs, things like that. So we would do a block of theory, a block of lab, and then we would add all that together to a block of clinical settings. So in a 24-month, the practical nursing student would have a good base knowledge for when they did their practicum and the practicum for both the Bachelor of Nursing and the practical nursing is could be anywhere from six to eight weeks it is an unpaid internship for all the research I have seen here in Canada and in the US um, now I did see something on the website for Great Britain about bursaries and and earning monies while in school for those who live in that country and interested please check it uh, a little bit further for that. The <clears throat> practicum is a wrap-up of all the training that was uh, was given, whether it was the two-year European program or the four-year B.N. program, and the uh, they're given a senior practical nurse or a senior registered nurse to be their peer mentor for that time period. And generally speaking, um, there's a midway. Uh, evaluation and then there's a evaluation at the end. There's evaluations ongoing for the whole practical, practicum um, program and if the peer review uh, person, peer nurse, however you want to look at it, feels that there needs to be something looked at a little bit deeper they would get with the nursing student. Now if you hear me the word use the word nurse or nursing student this could be either practical nurse or a bachelor of nursing student. So um, uh, the um, places I've worked and the professions I've worked with uh, if it ends with a nurse you're a nurse okay registered nurse nurse practitioner but we'll get into that in a moment a licensed practical nurse so if it ends with nurse you're a nurse uh, now that may cause some uproar for some of you by all means I have thick skin email me if you wish um, so the scope of practice for the LPN versus the BN or the RN Obviously, the RNs, whether they're BNs or diplomas, have a much greater role of scope and greater role of responsibility. Um, In the provinces I've worked in Canada as a practical nurse, they each pretty much say the same mandate. Uh, And it basically says stable and predictable outcomes. This is why a lot of the practical nurses, licensed practical nurses, wind up in long term care because. Uh, the older population in a long-term care and it's not always a nursing home it could be a seniors residence it could be independent living with nursing care Um, they are stable with predictable outcomes Uh, that's why also you see a lot of camp nurses in the summertime are licensed practical nurses or they might be a a BN student in their third year going into their fourth year Uh, because these uh, these aren't patients these are uh, either campers or something to that effect, where there are stable and predictable outcomes, where a registered nurse, with their four years of training, can handle patients that become unstable. Now, uh, that can mean many things to many different roles in nursing. Once you graduate from a nursing program, let's say a bachelor of nursing, um, it's not always hospital-based. It's not always a clinic-based. Uh, there are research nurses there are uh, clinical nurses there's a a whole vast wide array once that degree has been uh, earned and you write your NCLEX now that is for the registered nurses that's the test of all tests once you graduated Um, that test is a challenge but for those who did their four years and studied hard got good grades and prepared for the NCLEX, um, it's it is a challenge, but it is doable. Uh, for the practical nurses, we have a practical nursing NCLEX, um, uh, or something to that effect. It's basically it's still our national certification. Uh, the, the actual term escapes me now, but it, it does the same thing, and where you write a series of questions, and that uh, at the end you pass and you have earned the title of either registered nurse or licensed practical nurse once that exam is complete. Nurse Practitioner. Now we're going to talk the current nurse practitioner uh, roles in education, because uh, I, if I'm not mistaken in some of my research, the US still had offered, and so did Canada, had offered the Diploma RNs, a nurse practitioner program. Uh, so that was a little bit different. We're going to focus on 2020, 2021 era of nurse practitioner. Um, the nurse practitioner is someone who has done their four years of bachelor of nursing. Here in Canada, you must have at least three to five years of clinical experience before you can even apply to a nurse practitioner program. For a majority of the nurse practitioners, this is done distantly. distance, and um, then they would collaborate with a local nurse practitioner for their clinical hours. Their role, I can only speak for Canada or the province that I'm living in and other provinces that I've researched, their role is very, very high skilled, uh, high responsibility, and doing this research I was able to speak to a nurse practitioner in one of the western provinces of Canada and they have their own patients just like the general practitioner physician does two rooms down or two offices down they can do minor uh, surgical procedures they order tests they order medications they are basically um, they're not there to replace a physician because the physician still has that added bit of medical school and residency under their belt so they're there to assist in the medical care of patients either clinical setting or private practice setting my last work uh, as a nurse uh, we did have practice uh, we did have nurse practitioners on a team and the team consisted of a, uh, a physician a not a resident physician we'll get into the differences but a uh, a staff physician okay so this is someone who has gone through medical training gone through their residency has uh, probably five to ten years of experience as a staff physician so they actually have a team their team consists of uh, the staff physicians residents and the residents have medical students and usually can have a pharmacist on their team as well and a nurse practitioner on their team so each one of those members of the team play a huge role Uh, sometimes there's physiotherapy involved in that team especially your orthopedic uh, units Uh, and for those who are listening in the u.s a physiotherapist is what you would refer to as a physical therapist Uh, all of the commonwealth countries Uh, Great Britain, Canada, and Australia, we use the term physiotherapist. So um, since the majority of my listeners are in the Commonwealth countries as listed, I will be using physiotherapy as, as the term. So to wrap up, nursing is a broad, broad field. And if this interests you in any way, shape, or form, do a bit of research Go to your uh, local nursing uh, school, whether it's practical nursing or the Bachelor of Nursing or the RN program. Talk to the instructors, talk to the students, do a little research. Um, I will tell you right off the bat, attitude is everything for a nursing student. If a nursing student walks in and thinks they can just breeze through, it's not for you. If they're, I've met many of a bachelor student who avoided doing personal care, avoided feeding a patient because they were going to be a a bachelor of nurse and not have to do any of that. Sadly mistaken. If you think you're going to do your four four years of bachelor of nursing and not touch a patient's bum, sadly mistaken. Okay. You do your time, you graduate, then you can go into a, a one of the side nursing where you don't have to do that if that's not your thing but you have to get the base knowledge to uh, to know how to take care of a patient or, or, or a resident uh, little, little story I had a third or fourth year male nursing student who had never shaved someone no fourth year nursing student never shaved someone I said come on John or whatever his name was you're going to learn how to shave someone I don't want to. I said, you're a student. You have to do this. Personal care and grooming is a part of the nursing role. They they were just in it for the glitz and the glam. And they would watch certain TV shows and get an idea that that's what nursing life was like. Nursing life is not at all like TV. It is not at all. Uh, I'm not going to go into great detail about different TV shows, because that's not why we're here, but uh, sometimes certain TV shows portray um, nurses as sitting at the the nursing desk drinking coffee and and gossiping. I can guarantee you that does happen in the break room, but not on the floor. Um, From shift change, say 8 o'clock in the morning or 7.30 in the morning, from the time the shift starts in the morning. Till lunch or 1 o'clock, you do not stop. You'll get your breaks, but you do not stop. And then you have your afternoon. Uh, you have probably one to two hours where it's a little quiet depending on where you work. And use that keyword very carefully um, where you get to do some, some paperwork. You get some documentation done. You go through your charts to see if there's any new orders been flagged um, and things like that. So out of a 12 hour shift, you're working. You really, really are. Now, if you're graduated and you're in a clinical setting where it's not a hustle and bustle of an acute care, uh, either medical ward or orthopedic ward or surgical ward, then by all means, go for it. But if you're in a medic- medicine ward, you're nonstop and you're getting your patients can vary from day to day. Um, nursing is a very rewarding career. Uh, I've greatly enjoyed it. I also worked as a paramedic for many, many years as well. Um, if you were to ask me which one I chose or liked more than the other, it's hard to say. Uh, some days uh, I loved the thrill of being uh, on the scene of a of an incident where it required high s- stress paramedicine duties. Uh, however, in the middle of winter when it's minus 30 and it's snowing up, I even I had them in a hospital so yes there's gives and takes on both um, I'm just going to briefly touch on the last aspect of either nursing or EMS care and that's the military whatever country you are listening to this in there are, are medics in the military whether it be army, navy, air force or the US as marines um, there are medics And the medics is a good start if that's how you wanna work. Their training is uh, somewhat unique. So as a medic, they're trained to do things that they are not allowed to do in civilian life. And um, same goes for me in the the role of paramedicine and practical nurse, licensed practical nurse. There were certain things I could do as a licensed practical nurse I couldn't do as a paramedic and vice versa. So as a paramedic, I didn't need doctor's orders. We had our own independent scope as a practical nurse, or even as an RN, you still need to collaborate with a physician or someone to say, yeah, that's a great idea, go ahead and do it, or no, that's not a good idea, don't do it. So uh, there are distinct roles, apples and oranges, paramedicine versus nursing. Uh, I hope this helped, I really, really do. next podcast will hopefully be coming out a bit sooner than this delay if you have any suggestions on or ideas what you'd like to hear for Beyond the Scrubs be after this I would love to hear some input um, whether you're in uh, Liverpool or Ottawa or Austin or even Australia I'd love to hear some input what as a young person, if you are listening to this or looking at a career change, what piques your interest in healthcare besides these last two podcasts? Okay. So thank you very much for listening. Stay safe, stay well, and take care.